When in times of perplexity and anxiety, we are prone to believe that God's power is limited and therefore unable to meet us in our time of crises, we can become more inclined to think that God is like one of us. So I'd like to encourage you to take a few minutes along with me to examine more closely what the scriptures say about the greatness of God. Because I am limited to sharing just a few thoughts, I will focus only on what Isaiah stated about God in Isaiah 40. God had instructed the prophet Isaiah to comfort his people Judah because terrible times were fast approaching. God had foretold Isaiah of the arrival of the Babylonian army that would bring destruction to the land of Judah. This would come upon them because of their outright rebellion against God. They persisted in their sins even after he warned them many times, calling them to turn to him in repentance. Isaiah begins with the assurance that their warfare is ended and that their iniquity would be pardoned by the coming of the Messiah. This referred to the sacrificial death of Christ on the cross. Even though this would occur in the future, God wanted to remind them that there was yet hope for them. The people were encouraged upon hearing the word from the Lord and began to spread the good news to all the cities of Judah, exclaiming, Behold your God. He is coming with a powerful hand to win the battle. He will shepherd his people, gather them in his arms, and carry them in his bosom. What a beautiful picture of our great shepherd who carries us near his heart, which further illustrates his tender love and care for us, even in our most troublesome times. The people of Judah, like most of us, forgot and lost sight of who God is and what he had done for them. The Lord often repeats his words of comfort because we forget. Therefore, Isaiah sought to remind them of the character of God, of his wisdom, his power, and his greatness. In the first part of verse 12, Isaiah rhetorically asked, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, measured heaven with a span? He desired to make a comparison between the false gods the people were serving and the true Almighty God. He states God has measured heaven, that is the universe, with a span. In this verse, a span is the distance between the thumb and the pinky finger on the human hand. In the Bible, when it speaks of God's hand, it is speaking in anthropomorphic terms, that is, phrases having human, physical attributes so we could understand better. The word for heaven in this verse is the universe. Let me further illustrate what Isaiah was desiring to convey to the people. Today we estimate that the universe has billions of galaxies, and in each galaxy there are billions of stars much larger than our sun. To give you a better picture, the sun in our solar system is 10,000 times larger than the earth, and when measured with the other larger stars in our Milky Way galaxy, it disappears on the map. The largest star in our galaxy by mass and brightness is the pistol star, 
and it's 100 times as massive as our sun and 10 million times as bright. Its distance from the earth is 26,090 light years. A light year is the distance that light travels in one year, which is equivalent to 5.88 trillion miles. In measuring the distance between Earth and the pistol star, we would need to multiply 26,090 by 5.88 trillion miles. It is mind-boggling. The distance or the space within the Milky Way galaxy is 100,000 light years. To measure the distance, we would multiply 100,000 by 5.88 trillion miles. If you're like me, you'd agree that these figures are beyond comprehension. It is difficult to wrap our minds around these numbers, yet Isaiah states God measures our vast universe in a span that is in the palm of his hand. I point to these facts to help you understand how great is our God. Therefore, I encourage you, behold your God. Yet you may say to yourself, I can see God's power in creation, but is he able and willing to come through for me when I need him most? In verse 21, Isaiah again asked a question. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he, that is God, who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, that is, covering the earth. God sits above the earth as the sovereign ruler over all creation and over all world leaders. Judah had known this, but had forgotten. He is the only one in control over all the affairs of men, of all the nations, and over every detail of our lives. God can accomplish all he has promised in his perfect way and in his perfect timing. God does not work according to our timetable. Many times he will answer in ways that lie beyond our understanding, and this is where our faith and trust in God must step in, for we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Our God is incomparable. Not anything or anyone is equal to him. Who is like our God? How can we not believe and know these truths after seeing his amazing wisdom and power in creation and how he in his divine sovereignty rules over all the universe? The heavens declare God's glory and power. Isaiah continues and states that it is he who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. Scientists state the universe is indeed expanding as new stars are being formed even now. Then further down in verse 26, he encourages us to lift up our eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might. And because he is strong in power, not one is missing. It amazes me that God has a name for every star, that is, for every star in each of the galaxies in the entire universe. 
In Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, Paul states that Jesus Christ is the only one who holds all things together. Secular scientists believe that there is an invisible glue that holds the universe in place, keeping stars from colliding violently with one another. Little do they understand it is Jesus Christ who holds all things together by the greatness of his might and his power. Not one is missing or careening out of control. Considering these truths, Isaiah then asked in verse 27, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God? God does not disregard or ignore our cries or complaints. He hears us when we cry out to him, and he will act on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. In Matthew 10, verses 29 through 31, it states, Not even the sparrows fall to the ground apart from God's will. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. If he cares and directs the circumstances around these tiny, insignificant creatures, how much more will he care for you? And if you allow him, he will direct the circumstances around you today. It also states that the very hairs of our heads are all numbered. If he cares about those minor details of our lives, how much more does he care about the major issues we are facing today? He knows everything about you and sees all the circumstances that surround you. The same God who created all those strikingly bright galaxies and stars by the mere power of his word is the same God who promises that he is working all things out for your good and will never leave you nor forsake you, not ever. Pause and meditate on that truth. Trust in him at all times, for God is a refuge for us. One of the psalmists understood very well to feel forsaken or ignored by God. In Psalm 77, he writes, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. Have you ever felt that way? I have many times. I remembered you, O God, and I groaned. I meditated and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. This speaks of sleepless nights. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. 
I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power amongst the peoples. As he experienced his season of doubt, the psalmist chose rather to remember the past faithfulness of God, repeating several times, I will remember his works and wonders of old, choosing to meditate on all God has done and to talk of all his deeds, for there is no God greater than he who works wonders for us. Are you feeling dejected? downcast, pushed to the side by God? Reflect on how he has worked in your life, answering prayers through the years. Also keep in mind that he often works silently behind the scenes where we cannot see or understand what he is doing. God is not only working to accomplish his purposes on our lives, but is working in tandem in the lives of those around us, interweaving all our lives into a perfect tapestry that brings him the glory. So I ask, is there anything too hard for the Lord? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. In Jeremiah 32, verse 17, it states, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and earth by your great power and outstretched arms. There is nothing too hard for you. Therefore, I encourage you today to take a deeper look and behold your God.